Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. With the big, bold flavour of HP sauce, making breakfast legendary. You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Alan Cochran and guess what? Holly Walsh is here this morning. I love Holly Walsh. <laughs> I mean, professionally. Oh. Um, you can text the show on 81215, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Morning, Jim. Morning, Morning. Peter. Morning. Morning. So, um, thanks for coming, Holly. Thanks for having me. Um, Emily's a bit poorly today. Mm-hmm. We're all, um, we all send a massive, massive love and hugs. Uh, I, um, I'll ask your opinion on this. I'll ask your opinion on something early. I was Uh-oh. talking to a lady this week. Uh-oh. Very nice, very nice lady. I would, what am I going to, I'd say she'd be, anyway, she was well into middle age. Of a certain age. Yeah, and, um, she's talking about her marriage and about the fact that her ex-partner um, never answered the phone. Right. She said, you know, I'd often ring him and he never answered the phone. And I wasn't. Caught, I was thinking, what well, does she mean? Like a is it like a, a landline or? And I said, this is why. This is what came out. Were mobile phones invented <laughs> when you were married? <laughs> um, no, I didn't. I really didn't mean. I was just trying to establish a timeline. Oh dear. Yeah, she seemed to take it all right. I think when I fa- when I could find her in the building, <laughs> oh, she'd obviously gone off to a room on her own for a bit. She, <clears throat> do you know her well? No. So, do you ever get that thing when somebody tells you something incredibly personal about themselves, and you think we've connected? Yeah. It's unbelievable. And then you tell them something incredibly personal about yourself, and then later on you realise they're just the sort of person who tells everyone really personal stuff. Yeah. And you've said that one thing that you never have told anyone. Well, I never do that because obviously. My personal things are valuable currency. <laughs> they yeah. could make a fortune out of those. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much a closed book in conversation. So if you were to see someone in need, you might help them out by giving them a, <coughs> a tidbit that they could then sell to the press exactly. to help them out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what what yeah. a charitable guy. Well, that would be lovely, wouldn't he? Yeah. Homeless person, got <laughs> any spare change, mate. No, but I once killed a, <laughs> killed a man in Oldham in 1976. <laughs> um... But I didn't, if anyone's listening. Oh. There's people in Oldham now saying, hold on a minute. <coughs> didn't he Didn't he say he'd been hanging out with some comedian chap? So, uh, yeah, so that's that. Well, that, well, we had a good texting, didn't we, this morning, about um, oh, one yeah. of my rare, nowadays, rare TV appearances. We did uh, have an email. Let me find it, because I was doing my trawl. You oh, know, sorry, I've, to... I've, I've given you a hospital pass. You have in... Uh, OK, in, we'll um... move on, we'll move on. But my worst ever one, I don't know if you, I, I don't think you were on the show, um, I, I may have told this on the show, I, I was at a, a cricket match, and I was sitting with a woman who was, um, she was full-figured, and she had, um, she was married to a, quite a senior cricket executive, and we were, and the cream tea came round at tea, you know, the scones and all that, and I said to her, I bet you've had a few cream teas in your tea. <laughs> <laughs> and I meant because she was lived in the world of cricket. <laughs> Oh, it, was, it sounded so awful. Anyway, in the light of these two things, I've actually been offered the top gear job. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 
So, um, I did a TV series uh, this week, which then ended, and often if you do that, you get, well, as you two know, you get, uh, you get a present. I love a present of any kind. <laughs> Can I say today, by the way, I got, oh, somebody yeah. sent me a present... And even talking about it now makes me feel slightly breathless. They sent me a signed <laughs> photo of Tom Baker, personally signed to me, and a CD, which I think might be Tom Baker talking to me. I'm not sure about that, but that's, that's what it seems to me. Isn't it? And you know someone sent me a 2,500 quid fountain pen the other week? Well, you didn't um, quite name the price for didn't a little I? bit. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I have now. You kept it back for How about an you, hour, if uh, memory uh, serves. Did you know it was that, because they left the price on, or did you do what I do, which is you Google it and see how much it's worth online? No, they said, they sent me a letter saying we'd like to give you a 2,500 quid fountain pen. They were completely up front with it. Was it Saga magazine? Were they trying to get you to subscribe? What makes you think that? <laughs> it was Michael Parkinson. He arrived at my house dressed as a courier. What if he came on a courier bike? Well, that'd be good. Or like, modelled as a giant pen in which he on which he rides around distributing his... Um, I mean, a motorbike with pen fairing, like a set-up. Pen fairing? I like the sound of that. That ought to be uh, a character in an Oscar Wilde short story. Yeah, why not? Let's make yeah. it happen. Oh, <laughs> so, so, so <laughs> Lionel I can't do that. So Lionel Penfairy. Anyway, um, as I, that pen is lovely, and I write with it, and it glides like Torval and Dean. You'd hope for two and a half grand. Two and a half grand, yeah. Um, but I can't. Pre- and I was very excited about it. But I'm going to be quite honest. I'm more excited by, by the, when I opened that Tom Baker up this morning. I could have. <laughs> I could have wept. <laughs> Oh, so thank you very much to Oliver McNeil, the photographer who sent me that. It was, um, you've made an old man very happy. Um, Hope you the jokes there. It's actually two old men very happy, because I'm sure Tom Baker was thrilled to hear of a fan. Oh, I hope so. That's a lovely thought, that's a lovely thought. I don't think he's short on fans. (laughs) Anyway, but that's a lovely thought. I was was given a box of meat as my um, closing show present. Lovely. Now, you may remember, um, regular readers will know that I, for, for Christmas, um, I, I, Room 101 gave me a meat voucher. Barely right. buys food now, he just does television. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stocks up his freezer. <laughs> Cupboard's yeah. bare, I'd better get I, some bookings in. He doesn't, get, he, just, he just doesn't get paid, he just does, does a cardio <laughs> delivery. Just cover that. I'm paid in meat. <laughs> Sometimes I take it away live and do my own slaughtering. <laughs> Depends. Depends on the show. If it's reality TV, they're just giving the cattle. <laughs> no, so it was a lovely, uh, lovely box of meat with all sorts in it. You know, it wasn't just, um, not just one meat. And I'll tell you what was the best best thing about it. Ox tongue. Um, any ox tongue in there? There was no ox tongue. Ooh, no. No. I had a bad episode with them. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I'd like to hear Like a French that. kiss. <laughs> French kiss. No. You made, did you tasty. use it? Did you use it to simulate a French kiss? <laughs> no. <laughs> be worth trying that, wouldn't it? Has it been cooked? When you get it, it's raw. It's, yeah. it's how it would be in the mouth, or has something yeah. been done to yeah, it? Yeah, it's an ox's it's, tongue. Yes. And yeah. You, and you boil it until the tongue, the outer skin, you can then peel off. It's grim. It's pretty grim. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's not what you got, have is you, it? Um, have you ever had a chitling? Uh, what? A chitling. A chitling is, is that the inside of something? I think it's some sort of offal sausage. Oh, it's delicious. Is it really? No. It's delicious. It's the best. Awful. It was the best offal sausage I've ever had. Okay. Well, look. Um, 
I'm going to play some adverts while people just recover <laughs> from this little bit of the <laughs> There'll be vegans who are listening to this now, who are throwing themselves at the walls. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry for that, but we'll, we'll be back with a, with a, a slightly censored version of my meat box. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So my meat box, um, what was lovely about it, it was all compartmentalised. You know when you see, like, a, a hitman in a movie? Oh, nice. And they open, open a suitcase and there's, like, a... Per- I don't know where they go to get did them. You, did Argos. You, they did get you, those from Argos. Did you screw an entire cow back together? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just... And I'll put a sausage onto the end of a lamb chop like, like yeah. a silencer. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... Then the T-bone steak for the arm, yeah. the shoulder. Well, that's good. That'd be great if the whole cow came a in a separated gun. box. Oh man, meat gun! Have you seen my meat gun? Pardon. <laughs> sorry, sorry, officer. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it was. Um, it's. I, I remember once Ribena sent me a Ribena sort of construction kit, and it was a bottle of Ribena and a bottle of water and a glass and a mix, a sort of whisk for mixing it up. It's elaborate. But it, that was in one of those boxes where they all fit. I just that like those good. boxes where yeah. things fit neatly into their compartments. Is today's show things you've been given for free? <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry. Is that what we're doing? If Ribena are listening... Things I've been sent over the years. I that's great. Don't send me any Ribena. I'm, I can afford that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but that... Do you know what I mean? There's something very... Sad. And with uh, meat, yeah. it means every time I eat a bit of that meat, there's, there's a... There's a a gaping compartment. Yeah. Sort of like in a um, big chocolate selection box, so you can see which bits are the favourites. Yeah. But everybody goes for the steak, and then everybody's left the sort of um, well, actually, the nostril. I, I, started, I started with a pork chops, I've got to tell you. Started with pork? Yeah. It started with pork. <laughs> it's a high register, wasn't it? I always That's how surprised it, I was. It started with a pork chop. I find I find this the the sell by date of pork the most threatening of all the sell by yes. dates. Yeah. Why? Good wisdom. Because I think we, when pork goes off, it becomes a killer mm. for a man of my age. <laughs> I, I wouldn't became, play with pork. I thought it became jerky. No, that's beef. Isn't now it? I've become jerky <laughs> in later life. You're getting mixing up the various aging processes of the human being and the pork chop. But if you took out all and you could just see the shape of the meat when you've ate, when you finished it, I could pour chocolate into that, and then I could give people uh, chocolate meat for that's your Ooh. Easter yeah, Easter, Easter presents. Lovely chocolate meat. Yeah, yes. totally. have a chocolate Yummy. sausage. <laughs> <laughs> but I was quite I was quite pleased with it, and it's even included. Um, uh, uh, a rack of lamb. Oh, nice! Which will double as a as a toast rack. Nice. <laughs> I thought that'd be a lovely breakfast. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Do you have a freezer big enough for this meat amount? Um, I I've worked out from the sell by dates and a little bit of um, haphazard timetabling. I can get through the whole lot without having to freeze anything. Brilliant. I always think once something's frozen, it's never <laughs> never the same. No disrespect if any of the Walt Disney family are listening. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just... Uh, and yes, don't text in. I know he was cremated and it's an urban myth, but it's a, you know, it's a better story. Um, yeah, it's a comedy show. No, I don't, I don't freeze anything except peas. That's it with me. Peas? Ice cream. Ice cream. I all, would always say I could get through a tub without having to. Oh, my goodness. I've got a separate freezer just for meat. I feel really. Yeah. 
You've, you've got a, a walk-in wardrobe equivalent of a freezer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Walk-in bath. You know those walk-in baths? What about one of those full of meat? Yep, got that as well. I used to work in one of those. <laughs> you worked in a walk-in bath? I worked in the cold rooms at Marks and Spencers. Did you really? Yeah. That would explain a lot. <laughs> yeah, like Rocky. Yeah, yeah, I used to punch, <laughs> punch ready meals. Here's a question. Do people still put steak on a black eye? Um, that, that's this morning's text, then. That's good. The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. Have you paid for anything in the last eight years? <laughs> um, that's a personal question. <laughs> and whatever that woman tells you, it's just talk. <laughs> um... So it's I, one yeah. of the things that you whisper to a big issue seller. Um, <laughs> but a scandal for the papers. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm not. I'm actually, on this show, I have tried to not get free stuff. I often yeah. say, you can, don't send me a, a black Nando's card or I'll, you know, I'll just use it to get the ice off my windscreen and stuff like that. <laughs> Whereas some people, they would, they would kill members of their own family for a black Nando's card. Mm-hmm. You got one, Holly? Oh, <clears throat> I had one for a bit, but it, got, oh, it, wow. got, it stopped being. It stopped working. Oh, how many meals did you get in? About fifty-five thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. In a three-month period. How did you get it? What did you have to do? <clears throat> I was on a TV show. It's actually that's one of the best things I ever got, ever in all time of everything I've ever received. Wow. Yeah. I think it wasn't black as well. I think it was another colour. I think it was a sort of more temporary one. Oh, okay. Yeah, Grey. they were they weren't committing to my <laughs> stardom. <laughs> they said, "Let's see how this goes for three months." Can I reiterate? Re- I don't want one. Um, so, Alan wants one. I don't. I don't, I, you don't I, want no, one. I don't want one. one. Stick them. Stop bothering us. I don't want it. Yeah. Get off me. Honestly, yeah, like, it's, it's like being in Istanbul. <laughs> Nando's, you were pulling up my sleeve. I don't want one. Hey, you know, ages ago, you asked me about that email. I found it. Oh, did Do you? you? Remember ages ago, you said we've had Do an email. Do you think email. the moment's gone? No, I don't know. Okay, go on. I'm prepared to throw it in the mix. Um, hi, Frank. Yeah, that's what Zayn Malik told me. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Frank. I was watching a bit of CBeebies last night, and on you came reading There's a Lion in My Cornflakes. My boy and I were enthralled by your reading. Blimey, your face must have been shattered after that. Your eyebrows <laughs> covered the facial pitch in a way I've never seen before. Like two furry Stephen Gerrards. <laughs> <laughs> have you got a very mobile storytelling face in well, it? Well, you know, when you're telling a face to a child, you have to, uh, you have to give it some. Mm. Well, it sounds like you really did. There's no so room. So you were overly <clears throat> using your facial expressions to a- amplify the... Yeah, the story. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I, I knew I was doing it a bit. I didn't realise it was they were that rampant. Of course, there's a line in my cornflakes. Could well be uh, your breakfast tomorrow. Now that you've been sent that meat box. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got I'm, I'm eating like a lion. <laughs> Some meat and everything. Now. I don't have cornflakes now. <laughs> I, I just have um, lamb chops. Lovely. Mmm. Oh, um, tell you what else. That wasn't the whole. Um, I also was given um, my own personal seal. Not, not as in, oh, oh, not one of those, because never give animals gifts. Um, I was given, you know, the ones that you use to stamp on a on a letter, to seal yeah. the letter. I was given that and a stick of uh, red sealing wax. Oh, nice! Wow, it was beautiful. Have you used that yet? Yes, um, I had t- I had a I had a general anaesthetic in the week, so I I covered the whole of my trouser zip with it <laughs> for safety. <laughs> 
Um, no, I haven't. I haven't actually used it yet. But I, I, I like to think that I was. It's a beautiful yeah. gift. You've got thoughtful. a two and a half thousand pound pen, a seal. All you need now is some scrolls, and you've yes. got a full. Oh, actually, I think it's been sent some paper. <laughs> have, have, you, have you got the scrolls? <laughs> no, I always walk like this. <laughs> it's an old one, but I, I just like to say it anyway. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We've had a text in that uh, I'm, I'm not sure I, I... I don't like to doubt the veracity of, but uh, mm. but um, I'll I'll put it to the board and see what you guys think. Do okay. you think this is a true story or is there a joke joke in there? Uh, I once watched a man shoplifting a pack of two tiny frozen chops by sticking them <laughs> under his hat. When I was leaving the store, I saw him lying on the floor, passed out from brain freeze, hat one side, chops on the other, two security guards standing over him, killing themselves laughing. Joe. Well, I want it to be true so much. Yeah, me too. But I mean, I mean unless it killed him, I don't want it to kill him. <laughs> I mean, a person I'm all, of I'm science who you know, can tell us that... I, I think crime should be punished, but I, I, not by death. <laughs> yeah. It's not quite Dostoevsky, so, is it, in the text? There's so much about that story that's brilliant. A, a hat. <laughs> not not just a chop, but a sm- two small chops. Yeah. Like, it, what, like was a it a rat- pot pie hat? <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing, whole outfit was meme-themed. <laughs> Were they lamb chops? Uh, it says chops, two frozen chops. Could be which, any. Which mm. bit of the animal is a chop from? God, so many meat-related textings. Well, there must be a bit of rib in that. Do you think so? Yeah, gotta be. Because the rib, <laughs> I, I I love my favourite food has a handle on it. So the lamb chop, the pork chop, lolly. The yeah, the lo- the, the the toffee apple. <laughs> in fact, I'd say a pork chop toffee is sort of apple. like a meat lolly. Yeah, chicken leg. <laughs> Chicken leg is more like a, a meat a toffee meat, apple. A meat toffee Chicken apple. leg's great. Anyway. I, I think people often go for the breast, but they don't mm. realise that the leg and the thigh are actually more tasty. Tastier cuts of meat, indeed. Yeah, I'm not, I've never been sure about that. Anyway. You're listening to the food programme on Radio <laughs> We've 4. We've talked a lot about meat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm full. <laughs> My cholesterol levels have shot up just from the conversation. And I'm worried about my throat, as it is. I don't know, I mean, it's been kind of you not to mention this, any of you, but my throat is getting a bit, um, a bit Dead Sea Scrolls. What do you mean? You know, I, I, I was sitting in a makeup chair the other night and I could see that I'm getting the throat of a, a man in, in advanced years. You know when the throat goes? I remember an American comedian once <laughs> talking about... Um, he'd seen Ronald Reagan get out of a helicopter and oh. he said his hair did not move at all. It was so <laughs> waxed down, but his throat was blowing all over the place. <laughs> and I'm, I'm starting to notice that my throat it can, is, is mo- it can be moved by the wind. You've got more skin on there than you it used to. De- you know what? I've developed a, 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 what I believe they call in the chicken word a wattle. Right, <laughs> Isn't but it water, a dewlap on a cow. A pun? But water, water. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> or a dewlap on, on yeah. cattle. Yeah. Back to meat. I've gone back to meat. <laughs> straight away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm not keen Should on it. Should I tell you what you, you need to you do? Eat. You need to do... Uh-oh. You need to get a piece of wire. Mm-hmm. You need to tuck it underneath your sort of jaw mm. and hook it to your ears. Yes. And it give, basically gives you a sort of super cheap... Or, or um, tooth, like, tooth floss... A very super cheap sort of chin facelift. Well, a friend of well, mine... Well, then do you keep it on? Yeah, forever. 
Oh no, that sounds. And too you keep hard. I thought you meant like for a little while, and then no, you go no, it's out like and a brace. it's fine. Well, a friend of mine who I won't name once did a chat show in America with the, um, I think now dead American actress Shelley Winters, and he said before she went on, do you remember Shelley Winters, Night mm-hmm. of the Hunter, and all? And before she went on stage, so she came in looking, you know, and she was an old lady. She came in looking like an old lady. She had a wig on, and and her um, her, her stylist took the wig off. And there was like a sort of wing knot on top of her head, <laughs> which she then tightened up. And as she tightened up, the whole face went into a facelift and then put the wig back on. And then she went on looking. And when she came off into the chair, undone the wing knot, and Shelley went, oh, thank God for that. Wow. So uh, there's a little tip at home if you've got a partner who's a bit of a handyman. <laughs> So you guys must have had a few um, end-of-show gifts in your time? Um, I've not had loads, but I, I still use a toilet bag that I got from mm. uh, from a, an early episode of Mock the Week that I did. And does it say Mock the Week on it? No, it's just a wash bag that they'd bought from, like, Muji or somewhere like that. Oh, they could have done a personalised. Mm, but I don't think there was, I don't think there was the um, impetus to treat me that well. <laughs> I was like, oh, hang on, let's get some embroidered. I didn't, <laughs> know, I didn't know you had impetus. <laughs> yeah, I got some ointment, though, don't oh, worry. OK, good <laughs> But yeah, I still use that sometimes on the road. So Lovely. Alright. I get enough. given a lot of makeup. Me too. Top end. What do you do with makeup? it? Makeup. Make myself up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think of you as a makeup person. You know what I mean? You think. <laughs> <laughs> you just Is that think a death star, I look Holly? like somebody's g- given up. Is that no, a death you star? You look like somebody, you know, like somebody doesn't need it. What about that? What about that for a rescue? That was a man who. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I you use know, it. You're not wearing By makeup. Way, your eyebrows really went for it in that moment. <laughs> I know, that your was, eyebrows yeah. were all over did the place. T- did I tell you about that lion in the court face? <laughs> you, you're not wearing makeup now, are you? I'm not, but it, well, it was then. six o'clock when I got up and I thought, it's radio. Mm, yeah, exactly. That's a good point. <laughs> I thought, I don't have to impress anyone here. So, well, I got facially, I do. Don't run away with that idea. Speakily, but not facially. <laughs> no, speakily. I got made up for uh, for the sitcom thing, and and I, she denied it the week after. The next time I was made up by the makeup lady, I said, "Oh, you know, I saw your notes on what you'd done, and it said something like." Rebuild under one eye, because <laughs> like, I've got wow. I've got like a wrinkly under one eye. Can't even remember if it was really? left or right. Like Robocop. She, she was like, it did not say that. It did not. And I was. And since then, every time I look in the mirror, obviously, I think, which eye is it that I need to fix? I've got a rebuild to do. They hated Alan on that production. <laughs> I'll tell you after all, he was an, he was a complete nightmare. Some of the stories. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Alan Cochran and Holly Walsh is with us this morning. I feel this should be something River Holly Walsh, but we don't have we didn't have time to get the thing That's together. Okay. But you're very welcome. Um, f- you can text us on eight twelve fifteen. Follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. I want to thank David as well, who, uh, a guy called David, who's number um, 564, who sent me the Princess Bride DVD. Oh, yeah. The Princess Bride. Is that what it's called? Princess, I think. Princess Bride, it's called, isn't it? Yeah. 
You said Prince's. Did yeah, I? Yeah, you did. Well, I'm sorry. That's all right. No biggie. Uh, the Kate Middleton no love biggie. story. Yes. Princess Bride. Yeah. Yes. I haven't watched it yet, which is why I've been delaying saying thank you in case he asks me about it by right. text. Yeah. About the plot. It's always pressure if someone lends you a DVD or a book. You think, oh, God, now I've got to, mm-hmm. <laughs> got to do that now before I dare see them again. Yeah. But thank you. It was a lovely gesture to send me a DVD. It had the cellophane on. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't listened to that Steve Jobs talking book that you gave me. Mm. I feel bad about that. Mm. But it was, it's like 22 CDs. I thought mm. it was going to be one disc and then, Big. boom, I'm done. But I'll have, I'm happy to have it back. I'll right. give it to a charity shop. OK. <laughs> There's people I'll who could kill see. them just to use them as coasters at a party. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, actually. I could do with some coasters. Or ways to ward off deer. People often hang CDs on um, oh, trees yeah. and bushes to s- scare I, off deer from nibbling. Yeah, they hate um, they hate popular music. Deer. A deer, a big problem in the, the UK. Are they? I haven't noticed many CDs to get rid of deer round round the manors that I'm they're hanging rubbish. out in. They're absolutely rubbish, deer. I was in <laughs> I was in Norway, and this guy said there's a big stag over there. And I was looking for this thing, and it came through the trees. And it got as it came through. It was going to be the big dramatic entrance. Got all its antlers thing all caught in the tree. Oh. Got it caught. It had to stop and sort of untangle itself. <laughs> I thought it was rubbish. Yeah. Like walking around carrying one of them big metal step ladders wherever you go. <laughs> just like oh god, imagine having them on your head all the time. Nevertheless, um, are you were. Uh, how do you feel about? Um, one Direction, Holly, are you, a, are you an enthusiast? Uh, oddly enough, I'm not a huge th- enthusiast of One Direction as a whole, but I'm a big fan of Zayn Malik. Are you? So are you actually? I genuinely... Before this I week? I find him very attractive. Ah. He's definitely the hottest of the lot. Is he? He's the hottest of the Well, that's controversial, isn't it? What about Nobby Styles, as he's known in the trade? <laughs> <laughs> he sure is. Yeah. Um, you think better than Styles? Oh, for sure. Uh, I, li- I like your wacky taste. I don't think that's wacky. <laughs> I think he's fairly acknowledged as being hot. Is he? Yeah. Presumably he's less Sus. hot now he's left, is he? Is that, is, is that what happened? But he's, at the oh, moment yeah, he's probably. hot because he's, like, unpredictable. You don't know what's oh, going to yeah, happen. Oh, yeah, exactly. He's yeah. hot because he's troubled. Girls love that. They yeah. do, yeah. That's why I've almost never been out with a woman in my life. Because <laughs> you're so balanced I, and well-adjusted. Just, just happy-go-lucky. They hate that. <laughs> hate it. <laughs> We'll come back to Zane. I'm I'm fascinated by him. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio. We're talking about Zane. Mm-hmm. Which is your favourite of the 1D boys? Well, it's Niall. Is he, it? He's your pin-up. Well, the reason it's not is I met him... And I, and I met him in the press lounge at the Hawthorns because he was, before he became a, an O'Dea, I don't mean he's, um, he hasn't killed himself, don't panic, anyone is listening. <laughs> I mean, that's in one direction. Um, he, um, he was a season ticket holder at the Albion. No. No. Hmm. Is oh, well, that, he's isn't he definitely going to be a fave. I think he's of Irish stock. He could be Irish and have a season ticket at the Albion. Yeah. That's allowed, I think. Of course. It's yeah, just they a, used to have a very broad gate policy. There's, tradition, that there's <laughs> traditional um, clubs that Irish fa- fans tend to favour. Yeah, but we, had, uh, we have got a few, because we had... Uh, Johnny Giles was our manager for quite a while, and he, and he assembled a lot of... Um, this is not interesting. Irish players, and that's I was interested. I'm interested. Yeah, but, you know, 
You fancy Zane. I don't want to tread yeah. on the toes, toes of rock and roll football. <laughs> they won't like it. I didn't really know who Zane was until this week, and now it turns out that everyone knows who he is. And not only I, that, people like okay. you have got a favourite one dear. Do like, you think Jeremy Clarkson is pleased or annoyed that Zane left in the same week? Because it's real sort of stealing his thunder. But either way, they've sort of both been up against each other for yeah. for the for the headline. Well, well, they have their own catchment areas, don't they? I think the people are upset about Clarkson probably aren't upset about Zane. No. But then the papers versa. still have to choose a headline. Yeah. And a photo. And there's no two ways about it. Zane is more photogenic than Clarko, <laughs> I think we can Yeah, but with Clarko, you've got more face to work with. <laughs> <laughs> there's a four-page spread there, and that's just a chip. <laughs> he's, he's definitely got one of those nuts on the top of his head. A wing, a wing nut. <laughs> <laughs> He should. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't really know Zane, but he's he's quite heavily tattooed. I don't, I don't think anyone knows Zane. No. I think that's oh, really? part of Do you think it. that's the thing? He's very mysterious. See, I understand. I I was offered um, to be in. Did you see um, Comic Relief? Did you see No Direction? Yeah. When those middle-aged comic. Well, I was offered that and I turned it down. So I, I understand where he's coming from. Oh yeah. What is to not be part <laughs> very of? Very similar. It's it was the it was the constant travel that put me off. It's yeah. so it's so, it was so lucky that Zane didn't leave before that went out because that would have been an awkward phone call yeah <laughs> they would have had to call i don't know like what? randomly one of the people <laughs> and be like i'm so sorry you've done a week of rehearsals well, I don't, yeah. I, I who's don't. got the least powerful agent <laughs> yeah. <That's who's> <laughs> i don't know who played zane i'm guessing johnny vegas but you can have a shot of him looking forlorn on a at, at an airport or something like that and reproduce the whole drama absolute absolute, absolute. radio frank skinner on absolute radio Zane has said that he's leaving 1D because mm. he wants to be a normal 22-year-old who is able to relax That's and have why some I'm private leaving. time. That's why I'm leaving uh, Absolute Radio. I to, to be, be a, a 20 normal 22-year-old. <laughs> You're going to be online a lot of the time, are you? I'm going to have uh, monkey gland implant implants. What's in, that? In pants. In pa- monkey, <laughs> monkeys in pants. What a monkey Living gland implants? Monkey gland implants is what they used to do um, in the earlier 20th century to give you sort of eternal youth. Right. Where do I they think WB straight- Yates had Would it they put them straight into your wattle? Is that, <laughs> is that where the monkey glands <laughs> I just fold them in my, uh, in, in my dewlap. My dewlap on my, um, on my throat is so... I could actually unveil a plaque to myself... <laughs> If that was um, if that was stapled to my Adams, uh-huh. I could pull a string and just the dewlaps would separate. <laughs> there it would be. My husband doesn't have an Adams apple. What? That's not possible, is it? Is he? Uh, he is a man. Did he used to be a lady? <laughs> you sure? Does uh, yeah, the yeah. Um, do look like a lady? <laughs> <laughs> That's the first clue. That's your first audition for One Direction. News is serious. Yeah, yeah, nothing. No Adams. As, as, as fat as a lady. Is it just that it's not visible, but he's got it in there? It's you know, He's got a deep voice. He's not a medical marvel that just doesn't have that. No, no. Oh, OK, it's fine. So we don't uh, know why saying... Oh, by the way, there was a correction. Do. I was oh, completely yeah. wrong. There was a, there oh, was yeah. a one correction. I <laughs> have a correction from Joanne uh, on Twitter. says, Liam is the West Bromwich Albion fan. You're getting your band members mixed up. I am, yes. I, I thought it was Niall, it was Lee. Niall is lifelong der- derby. Oh. Really? Hmm. <laughs> Maybe you should and, and quit it, One Direction if you haven't got the Well, like I right. say, I turned down the chance to be in No Direction, partly because it sounded a bit like New Direction, which was mm-hmm. a gentleman's magazine from the 1970s that I no longer want to be associated with. Oh, was it? Hmm. <laughs> 
It's enough of that. Surprised Zane didn't mention that in his uh, parting speech. That he doesn't want to take a new direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you were. do as a normal 22-year-old? I think well, he, I don't think he knows. I'll what tell you what you don't do: check your bank balance and see millions in it. Yeah. <laughs> That's. I mean, how's he going to be a normal 22-year-old? Because he can buy what he wants, can't yeah, he? Forever. That's, yeah. What, what I remember most about being a normal 22-year-old was the air raids. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't suppose he'll, he'll have that. When you were a normal 22-year-old, they didn't have mobiles. No, certainly <laughs> not. Um, they just weren't mobile. We just dwelt in one area of... Uh... Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, we wish him well. And, and uh, it, is, is, is he left for a lady? Is that the t I'm turning to Holly, because I feel He's... Holly's more into it than you are, well, Is that unfair? I've been doing a lot of reading on it to see if I can work out what the thing is. I think he's engaged to a lady, and he went on a holiday to get his head together, and then was photographed holding hands with another he lady. He was on tour. Mm. He was on tour, and I think they had a, a couple of nights off. Oh. And they had, a, they had a pool party. See, that's the problem with these one deers. They shouldn't be allowed nights off. They should be flogged and worked, and that keeps their, you know, keeps the blinkers on, and they can cope then. Yeah, I don't know. I, mean? I wouldn't recommend the best downtime. way to improve your love life is to leave a major boy band. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd hang around. How long before he regrets it? What do you think, Monday? <laughs> <laughs> he's probably rewriting his letter now. Already. Hey, man, he's going to wake up and he, think. I think he could still style this out. Yeah. I think he could just... Harry style. Styles. Yeah, style, <laughs> Harry it styles it out. I think he could still go back, and if he just doesn't mention... Have you had one of those things where you've <laughs> walked out on a big cuff and then you just come back in and just yeah. not mentioned it? It'd be like, be like Arge. <laughs> yeah, Arge. Just Arge say, just say he, let, he let his batteries go flat on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> we can all learn from Arge, I think. I feel sorry. For, they're already calling... What's she called, the lady? Perry Edwards, already calling her the new... Um, Yoko Ono, <laughs> which is harsh, isn't it? Perry Edwards does not have the same ring to it as Yoko Ono. No, <laughs> but I mean, it's that the other woman. I remember this when um, when Newman and Badil split up. I got all this. <laughs> you, you were the you were the Perry Edwards of your time. <laughs> I was. I was the, very much the Perry Edwards. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I think when it'll really hit Zane is when he sees his first duvet cover without him on it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was thinking about that. How much, how many huge factories across the world are having to down tools to re-photoshop the pictures? Oh, yeah. merch, yeah, yeah. Likewise, my, um, my waterproof undersheet um, with the Top Gear team on it, <laughs> that's now um, redundant. Yeah. I suppose with the One Direction thing, they could just put, like, a full stop on his face on some of the merch, couldn't they? Just, like, a big... Well, they could have the four well, of them nowadays, big. In the age of Photoshop, they'll just put the new... Who's the new person? Is it? Is it Dermot O'Leary? Yeah, that's right. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's, God, you do 24 hours of dancing on Comet Relief, next thing you know you're in OD. Yeah. <laughs> yes, well... Are you, uh, sad are, you, are you a big Top Gear fan? Am I? Yeah. Well, I had a strange experience with Top Gear. I'd never seen it, and then um, Lee Matt wanted to put it into Room 101, so I thought I'd better have a look at it so I know what I'm talking about. I watched two episodes, loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't, I'm not proud of. Right. No. But I didn't hear one right-wing, one sexist thing or anything on those two episodes. So That's maybe probably I just why they sent you those ones. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you were looking for? Sexist, well, I, right I, I sort of expected it. 
That is what they offer. Yeah. I wouldn't say I was looking for it the way I'm looking for, um, you know, like I was looking for gems <laughs> in a cave. But that's what everyone has said, you know, oh, God, they're so... And so. But in fact, I just found it. And I know nothing about cars, but I just thought it was... I liked... Um, I thought it was funny. You don't know much about even your own car. When no. when features on a car get discussed, you say, "Oh, I think my car might have that." Yeah. <laughs> How little you know about I'm cars. Guessing. There's something mysterious. The the dashboard of my car is is like the cosmos <laughs> to me. I need interpreters. But anyway, I, you know, as long as the wheels go around, that's basically it. Anyway, Clarkson's gone, which... Um, so you're, what you're saying is you're not in the running for the new presenter? No. With, this, with this kind of statement? No. I, no. Uh, no. What I know about cars, um, you could engrave on the skull of a <laughs> midge. <laughs> on a midge skull. Sometimes I feel like your clichés... Oh, a bit much. Yeah, exactly. The way you, old... you always go for the easy one. Yeah, exactly. The old mid-skull <laughs> oh. cliche. Yeah. It's yeah. like talking to a footballer. Yeah, you're quite right. So, no, it won't, it won't be me. Who will it be? Um, it's probably Maddock, not going to be me it... either. Ruth Maddock? Ruth Maddock. That would be a good shout, wouldn't it? Who's yeah. Ruth Maddock? Heidi High. Oh. I know, I was just telling you how EDR means spelt his first name. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I saw um, a really, really fat man in a very small... Is this all right? Is this all right? No, it's true, it's an anecdote. Is this all right? right? What do you think? Uh, It's one of my anecdotes. This sounds like he's auditioning the top Really, really fat man. (laughs) He's after the job, Alan. (laughs) I saw a really, really fat man in a tiny smart car the other day, and I laughed out loud. It gave me a lot of pleasure. And... Oh. And I really think maybe the top year like people my should. Box. <laughs> maybe they should. Maybe they should think about that. Get a big guy so that it looks funny, especially when they put the helmet on and it sort of squashes their cheeks together and stuff. It'd be quite a good giggle, bit of visual. Um, Have they thought about that? I've told you, stop treading on the tails of rock and roll football. Oh, okay. Fair no, I, um, I, I, I don't know if that will happen, will it? I think there if the, I think if the person's good enough, they should be allowed to do it, mm-hmm. irrespective of their size. So yeah, it seemed a strange choice instead of like a, a a large vehicle. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I'm. I'm so uneasy. it like a kind of. Super you are uneasy, I'm uneasy about, about it. it. Very uneasy. So I'll, I'll be all right in a minute. You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. We've had a joke in a texted joke from Kev the cabbie. Now Zane has left, should One Direction change their name to One Defection? That's good. It's a joke, isn't it? That's good, I like that. Maybe <laughs> Russia should have changed their name to that after Boris Gordievsky defected. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's not such a good joke, that one. It's not, it's not going to be as crowd-pleasing. I've arrogantly tried to top it, made I a fool of myself. In <laughs> the moment, there was some credit to be given, but mm-hmm. exclusive, take, it, take that out of the context, that's, yeah. no, that's bad. If I tweeted... Since um, Boris Gordievsky left Russia, it should be known as one defection. That mean I could get nothing. Yeah. While I'm looking at the text, I've also got an update. Oi, that chop story is true. It was an Asda superstore. Have you seen how far the freezers are from the doors? Ask our Karen. She was with me. <laughs> well, I as like far that. as I'm concerned, if our Karen's backing him up, that's that. <laughs> I think it's a sheep, but, uh, but yeah. Um, Excellent news. As regards Clark, so as you called him last week... Um, 
I think he's undergone quite a dramatic change. The press pack were outside his house the other day, and he came out on a bicycle and cycled past them. He came out of his house on a bicycle? He came out with a bicycle, yeah. and uh, and they said, Jeremy, have you got any comments or something? And he said, sorry, um, I'm going out. For a start, he's become a cyclist, which, uh, who would have thought? Top Gear host, anti-cycling. In the past, he has genuinely said cyclists are trespassers in the motor car's domain. Uh, they've no right to be on the road. Um, uh, some of them even believe they are going fast enough to not be an obstruction. Can Run- I say that Alan's reading all these off a tattoo on his arm? <laughs> yeah. That's what a fiercely... And he, he closed that comment... person, he... he closed that comment with run them down to prove them wrong. That was what he said yes. in the past about the cyclist. Probably a joke. And now he, well, I mean, he, he got to keep his job for that, so that's important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then he's become he's become one. It, it feels when, like he's w- sort of... Wouldn't it be wonderful if it was all a facade? They, all the time he was under contract, he had to pretend to be this petrol head, sort of yeah. slightly anti-everyone sort of vibe, but actually all the time he was going really home and crying it. to his... And what would be really good is if that came out now and then he got the job back, he could be reappointed as like or a... Might, it turns might, out you're all right. He might yeah. get country file. That'd be good, wouldn't it? My bet <laughs> is that he'll get talk sport. <laughs> I think he'll do a bit better. I think he'll do all right when they. Ha- I don't think we should worry about him being unemployed. No, People... I reckon he could live off the interest of what he's already amassed. Yeah. Surely. People have had w- bigger falls and come back. Oh God! As yeah. Huge, yeah. huge people. Yeah. Richard the <laughs> Third. <laughs> he got an, he got in a huge argument over a steak. Yeah. And, uh, ended up in a car park in Leicester. I think <laughs> a lot of Clarkson's fans must be really disappointed to find out that he has his steak cooked at all. Yeah. You'd, you'd <laughs> want to think he just like tore it off the animal. <laughs> if only he'd been sent a meat box. Yeah. That's None all he needed. He should have just sent his uh, his show wrap gift early. <laughs> oh poor poor old. Poor old Clarkson. There's something I haven't heard this week. <laughs> anyway, if he does get... Uh, I'm sure he'll get offered a lot of different jobs. I hope he doesn't um, choose by going eeny, meeny, miny. Mm, good point. This is Frank Skinner. We got Holly Walsh with us this morning. We have. Hello, Holly. Hi. And for um, me. Yeah, it's lovely to have you on. Um, you always have... Um, Strange tales. How's your life? I well. Have I dropped? Have I dropped you in it here? <laughs> I have got a life. Oh no, good. Thank God, she's still got a life. <laughs> I'm still alive. If you found you'd come here straight from a life support machine. <laughs> 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 My neighbour's just got a wind chime. <laughs> oh, there you go. That'll do. You and can't. The news. You can't carry on living your life through others. <laughs> <laughs> a wind chime. Yeah. Have you ever lived near a wind chime? Um, well, my mother-in-law has a wind chime, but she... Modern comedy's different, isn't it? <laughs> uniquely, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> my mother-in-law, she's got a wind chime. <laughs> See you after the break for the story about a dream catcher. Good night. But, um, <laughs> it, uniquely, she keeps it indoors. That what? is exactly where wind chimes should be kept. So it's less of a less of a bother. It's more of a ch- decoration. <laughs> yes, yeah, so with no wind. Your neighbour has it on the porch. I imagine they she's have got a, a porch. No, they have a. I don't live in the deep south. Oh. <laughs> they have a. Uh, who has a porch in London? Yeah. I don't know. Text in. <laughs> my, text. Other, my other car has a porch. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I read recently. 
So, um, can you hear it at night? It's, it's, you can't switch it off. I, I, you can't switch off a wind chime. You can't switch I off, can't the turn wind. off the wind. That's what that's King Canute thought. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I have to. What, you, what kind of a psychopath has a wind chime? I think it's an indication. <laughs> How many kinds of psychopath are there? Many. Eight, twelve, fifteen. What kind of time? <laughs> psychopath has a wind chime. That's my other. That's my tattoo. <laughs> it's, is it one of the, it's, so it's it's one of the dangly. Uh, tell you what, I've never seen in anyone's house. Are you aware of the Aeolian harp? What? Isn't that on the else? Isn't that the bit around the nipple? No, that's the aureole, you see. Is I'm it? aware of that, but I don't think it... Uh, even mine doesn't make a noise when the wind blows. That's my throat you're thinking of. So that was the Northern Lights, the Oh, we've got very, <laughs> got very complicated. No, the Aeolian harp is, is a variation. It's a sort of a harp, but it's set up in such a way that when the wind blows across the strings, mm-hmm. it plays. There's a Samuel Taylor Coleridge poem about it, if you want to look it up. Is there? Hmm. He went well, to my I'm school. Absolute radio, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm a fan of ST, so I'll have a oh, look. Yeah. He yeah. went to my school. Coleridge ST. went yeah. to your school? Yeah, Coleridge. Excellent. Wow. Yeah. And George Lamb. Have you still got a drug no. problem there? is it George Lamb? <laughs> Isn't he the guy George who... George Lamb, yeah. No, no, not the present-day George Lamb. Oh, right. An older George Lamb. A different George Lamb. Maybe his first name wasn't Lamb. Was it the Lamb Shakespeare thing? And we shouldn't get into this too heavily. Um, Anyway. So, it's not that loud, is it? Hey, who went to your school? Patrick Stewart. Good one. Jean-Luc Picard. Nobody interested went to any of my schools except me. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very arrogant view (laughs) of your (laughs) alumni. (laughs) I remember saying this at a reunion evening once. Oh dear. That's why you cancelled your Friends Reunited account, isn't it? (laughs) You know, I never really got into that. That isn't isn't really the. Isn't the great mystery and thing that keeps us all going the knowledge is we'd love to see what the people we were at school with look like now. Mm. But not enough to actually join Friends Reunited. I want to come back to the wind term because I'm fascinated by the the momentous status it's been given in your life. (laughs) Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Cochrane and Walsh this morning. Cochrane right? and Walsh. Best Sounds of... like a solicitor's. Nice. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> or a, book, a, a bookkeeper's. I could, uh, I could imagine you two doing a, hello, I'm Cochrane and I'm Walsh. <laughs> I can imagine. Can I do the song now? No, you can't. <laughs> um, you can text us on 81215, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Uh, we have had a text in that I would like to bring to uh, your attention. Um, it's on the topic of wind chimes, which Holly was mentioning just before. We crossed the hour, as they say in radio. Oh, I like that. Um, when my husband and I stay overnight, this isn't me, I haven't got a husband, I'm reading a text. You, can, you couldn't have a husband in the modern age, don't just, turn your nose about I just, it. I was just saying Surely for clarity. You've gone very Elton John's mum. <laughs> <laughs> When my husband and I stay overnight at his mother's in Wolverhampton, we get up as soon as she has gone to bed to I take like her... I so far. Yeah, me too, to take her wind chime down. Oh. We put it back before she gets up. We could just ask her to take it down herself, but she's a psychopath. Um, and that's from... <laughs> I'm going to say... Um, this is one person's opinion, can I'm I? Not, I'm not going to say the name of who said that in, just in case, but uh, let's just say it's text well, look, number 195. Believe me, th- there'll only be one person in Wolverhampton with wind chimes. <laughs> so you've already nailed it down. Um, there you are, that's good. If you slept in the same room as wind chimes, mm-hmm. is it possible that one could break wind with alarming ferocity? 
and soften the blow with a beautiful tinkle of melody. I think I probably could, yeah. I'd like to show Congratulations. off. Congratulations. I'm no Mr. Methane, but uh, I, uh, I know I can't. Anyway, that's enough of that. That's actually a very beautiful thought. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. Very. Because you can take the edge off a lot of sourness <laughs> with the music. You mean nearly? <laughs> mm. So, and, and, um, and what, what you... Oh, so, yeah, they've got these wind chimes. My neighbours, the wind chimes. Mm-hmm. And it's actually... It, it, also, they're slightly atonal, so they sound a bit <coughs> like the... It sounds like someone's vomiting the soundtrack to The Exorcist. It's that very... It's just... It creeps me out. It's a creepy sound. Mm. Yeah. It's not... It's not... doesn't make me feel zen or l- relaxed or at one with nature. It makes me feel on edge. Yeah. yeah. Like it sounds a like a fair, fair summary of most of the music I personally choose for the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, but you see, I don't think of you as an intolerant person. Have you considered um, the removal of the wind chimes, a la Wolverhampton? Well, as I can't because I'd have to scale a wall to do it, firstly. And secondly, not I'm it. not sure if it's... Are you, I mean, is that is that antisocial behaviour, having a wind chime? I mean, it, it keeps me awake at night and it wakes me up in the night. But I don't know if it's yeah. if it's classed as know, having an antisocial neighbour. It'd be a difficult thing, wouldn't it? And I've come to speak to you about your wind, your wind chimes. Chime. It does sound. <laughs> They're like, when do you come in and have a hemp tea? Let's chat about it. Yeah. And then by the end of it, you feel. They're actually oh. not. They're quite not not hippieish, but they're really into their wind chimes. Oh. Do they have dream catchers? That'd be a good complaint. <laughs> my I've noticed some of my <laughs> dreams are starting to linger in the area. Could you take down your dream catcher? <laughs> Can I tell you a true story? M- someone gave my parents a dream catcher and they didn't mm. feel they could throw it out, so they keep it, like, wedged by a pipe next to the downstairs loo. <laughs> That's going to catch all sorts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, OK. I hope the person who gave that isn't listening. I've got a... I, I went round to see my neighbours last weekend. We were casually chatting. Mm-hmm. And um, they were talking about the people who live in our road and stuff. And then they said, yeah, of course, and uh, blah, I, w- I won't name the name, but blah, blah lives up the road. And I said, oh, whoa, whoa, hold on. I said, do you, do you mean a, the, the Doctor Who person? And they said, yeah, he's, he's lived here. No. And I've lived in this road a year. And this person, I said, I, I don't know what, I, I don't feel I should know, but they are, like, a major figure in, in classic Doctor Who writer, script writer, etc. Wow. A, 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 an inventor of some of the key themes mm-hmm. and lives less than 100 yards from my house and I didn't know. Now, what would you Would it be all right for me to just... Knock on? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. You think Why don't so? you just bump but into But I live them? in the north where knocking on is sort of socially oh, yeah, acceptable I, I live behavior. in London where it's, it's basically it's a threat... <laughs> <laughs> it is. We'll, we'll come back to this because you can imagine it's been nagging at me. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So I, um, this is what I need encouragement. Mm. I did, <laughs> Once I, you get to a wattle like that, you need everything. Yeah, oh my wattle. Can you hear it at home? <laughs> <laughs> so I thought maybe uh. I could just say my car's broken down. Oh yeah, you know, and to this neighbour that yeah, has could a, a career that borrow, you admire, could I borrow a cup of diesel? <laughs> but if, he, if he's heard that I live in the road and I did my car's broken down thing, that's going to make me seem even scarier. Wow. Yeah, that would be. Um, Can I uh, make a suggestion? 
buy a jetpack. No, you get a really you get a really loud wind chime and wait for him to knock on your door. Oh, that could work. <laughs> yeah, especially if I, if it goes. You would need a certain set of prevailing weather conditions for yeah, that to take place, and, and a hugely mic'd up. Windshine. Yeah, I'd have yeah. to very carefully um, judge the length of the uh, metal strips to get the right mm. length. So, so I, I think work I, my New Year's resolution was not to mention Doctor Who on the show. I, I was forced, gone, up, forced upon me. I've had terribly, that. And then I had my fantastic gift this morning. Yeah. Uh, the photographer, Oliver, Oliver McNeil, in case you don't know, sent me a personalised signed photo of Tom Baker. Yeah. Which what are you going to do with it? Put it in your. I imagine um, you've got a huge safe in your house full of stuff, really cool stuff. Yeah. You know what? I've, I've got stolen artworks. I've <laughs> yeah. got a safe. There's, there was a safe when I moved into my house, built into the wall, and nice. I've never, I've never ever really thought. Does it have one of those um, sort of wheels on it? Yeah, yeah. I've never thought to um, use it. it. Seems a weird thing. Maybe the meat. Yeah, a meat Put it safe. In the meat yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a. We used to have a meat safe when I was a kid. That's, That's really? what people, before refrigerators were common, people put this thing in a meat safe. You really are from a different era sometimes. I am. No, we, I am people, from a different era. Did people have meat ruffles? Oh, that's... Uh, they had meat ruffles. Oh. You know those oh, things yeah. the Elizabethans wore? <laughs> they, they had those. <laughs> oh, that's what you should get for your neck. They had those <laughs> made out of spam. <laughs> yeah, lovely. <laughs> now I'm growing my own. <laughs> meat, meat ruffle. <laughs> I'm growing my, yeah. I, a couple of weeks I look like Shakespeare. But We've actually had meat. a text about meat. Hi, Frank and Minions. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um, uh, I agree meat out of the freezer is not as good. No. A couple of no. years ago I cooked a rabbit that I'd had for a while, brackets over a year. The wife came home four days later... Um, holiday with a sister not around they had also in brackets and her first words when walking into the backyard was what's that foul smell i must admit i did think twice about eating it but i hate waste and i saw it as a challenge for my iron guts he had to keep up the good work hey, a rabbit that's been in the freezer Do you know what? i'm gonna hazard a guess that that man is over 55 years old because he eats rabbits no because <laughs> he's doing what my parents do giving an unnecessary amount of extra information in a story that doesn't need it <laughs> Oh, really? well, I don't know. I, I like I like the rambling nature of it. It was like I Moby Dick. <laughs> <laughs> you read Moby Dick? No. He's not a man who thinks. Oh, maybe I'll just cut to the chase. <laughs> Melville. I mean, full respect to Melville, as it, we always it say is all here about on Absolute Radio. <laughs> but what it is, though, there's a lot of stuff that isn't about the chase. Lots of like <laughs> quite detailed stuff about whaling. Oh, really? Who needs it? It's like being. Trapped in a lift with Bob Marley. There was a whaler's joke in there somewhere, but it was so impenetrable, even I didn't get it. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We should really talk about um, this Richard III thing that's been all over the old uh, media yeah, this week. Big, big story. Big story. I'm, I'm, I don't want to, like, you know, I don't like trumpeting my ignorance, but I'm not sure I get it. I'm not sure I get why it's such a big deal. That Why, why are they reburying a, a guy that's been dead for yonks? Why, why is it such a big fuss? What's the... Well, he didn't get much of a burial first yeah, time he got, round. He's a, he was in a, in a car park in Leicester. 
Yeah. He was in a supermarket car park. Yeah, they found him. That's, yeah. I'm excited for the historian that did the work and went, I'm pretty sure he's there, and then she got proven right. That's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, it's amazing. But then I don't really get why so many people have gone. Well, it's Richard III, for a start off. Yeah. Who even, if, if you're not into history, you're liable to have heard of him through Shakespeare. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. Yes. My, my so wife said, what do you think of this? I said, all I know is that at one point he was prepared to swap his kingdom for a horse. That's all <laughs> yeah. I've got. I mean, I think that's not, where they got I'm the idea for swap shop, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm not saying he was a great barterer. <laughs> no, he's one of the worst I've heard of. But he's pretty, as, I'd say as royal as go, he's, well, no one's ever said this of Richard III before, but he's quite high profile. <laughs> <laughs> And a yes. lot of people are into him. Loads. Like, 30,000 went, whereas... What, to his funeral? No, to the to look at the tomb in Leicester. 30,000 Well, he was... He, 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 um, he did a... He was paraded, first of all. Seems weird to make the trip when it's, like, it's now in the public domain that Leicester's got one less city centre car parking space. Why would 30,000 yeah, of them show up? <laughs> where do they park? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're creating problems for themselves. I imagine they filled it in again after, didn't they? You think it's back to being a car parking space? Right. I don't think you, I don't think, yeah, you can go back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I was excited about it, I must say. So, so they gave him a proper consecrated burial, did they, after they dug him up? Um, yeah, he's got a proper tomb in, uh, in Leicester. Is it Cathedral? Yeah. It must be, yeah, yeah Leicester yeah. Cathedral. Yeah. He's big time now. He's big time <laughs> now. You don't think it's a s- cynical um, tourist move? They definitely, definitely not. <laughs> oh... <laughs> No, but it's Leicester's good. I've got would... other reasons to go. I mean, I've been to Leicester many times. It's got a lot of pound shops. It's got a lot of lot of stuff you going get the on. Great view for my the favourite curry house is there. A lot of good curry. Yeah, is that like? I'm going to go at Leicester in any. Is way. that like My Little Pony? My favourite curry house. It's <laughs> a toy that you can get. <laughs> well, I don't know. He was actually the bo- the bones were found in February 2013. Yeah, and he's only just um, been buried. Mm-hmm. Again, so you know, one wonders if Richard III had maybe been dragging his feet a bit. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, I think it's a great story. I just it uh, probably took that long to to get to find Benedict Cumberbatch's um, a place in his in a calendar to do the reading. That's true. Because ben- in case you don't know, um, Benedict Cumberbatch did the. Uh, what would you call it? The eulogy. eulogy. Mm-hmm. He was a great guy. <laughs> exactly. I remember. <laughs> one, I remember one time there was these two princes in the tower, and I said, "You, you are, you are not going to do that." He said, "You just watch me." Um, he didn't, did he? No. He read a nice poem, or a special poem by uh, Carol Ann Duffy. Was he picked just because his surname sounds a bit like Humpyback? <laughs> <laughs> I think not. I think he was picked because he is uh, apparently Richard the Third's. Third cousin, sixteen times removed. I don't know what the sixteen times so removed bit. They means. were looking for a family member, and it just so happened it was one of the greatest actors this country has produced yeah. in yeah. the last decade. Well, that's very convenient, isn't it? Mm. Sixteen. This is well as Jeremy Clarkson. Sixteen <laughs> times removed. Though. That happened to me in a nightclub in Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps, and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. We've had a text in from 002 
when was the last time you went to email corner? P.S. I think it's time for Alan to record a jingle for it. Maybe that's uh, there's a point there. I feel a bit bad if we did that why Emily was off sick. <laughs> <laughs> Be a sly piece of... Yes, shall we go to email corner then? Yes, the do that. that. Okay. <laughs> She doesn't, she doesn't sound that well on there. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I've, so, got, I've got an email. Oh, God, good on you. What you got? This is from uh, a man called Matthew Jones with one T. Mm-hmm. Is that the normal way of spelling Matthew? Matthew. Um, I, well, I, I've seen more and more one T Matthews around now. Yeah. Not double T. Anyway, you recently discussed how we no longer ask neighbours for cups of sugar. Mm. That may be true, but neighbouring favours still exist. On Christmas Day, my wife was in charge of preparing the old-school starter of prawn cocktail and realised that we didn't have any lettuce. Happy, happy to have it with just cucumber and tomato with, a, uh, with the starter. We forgot about it. Ten minutes later, my slightly tipsy mother-in-law walked through the front door with half an iceberg lettuce, kindly donated by my neighbour. That's brilliant. That is the sort of story you Christmas, will tell for years. Christmas Day, though, that's quite, that's quite a thing to go and knock on someone's door Christmas Day. I like the fact that it's a slightly tipsy mother-in-law. It's like the whole thing's being written by a sitcom writer, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> Hyacinth Bouquet. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it makes me think of. Um, it's half a lettuce as well. It's a feeling yeah. like, well, we, we, they were really... Like pushed into it in the end. <laughs> there, there's a, there's a com- compromise situation. Well, would you take half? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I imagine she was like. I mean, she might not have been that drunk. Um, <laughs> I'd have assumed slightly tipsy. I'd assume they were making a home horror movie because I don't know if you're aware of this, but if you ever um, get one of those horror sound effects uh, soundtrack albums and look at the small print. Mm-hmm. A lot of things like soaring off leg of live person and stuff like that, they're always done with lettuce and cabbage. Is that right? All really? the stabbings, all the stabbings are into a cabbage or a lettuce. So all I need is a lettuce and my neighbour's wind chime, and I've basically got the most horrific ten yeah. minutes of my life. Exactly. <laughs> and then you can do a podcast with yeah. you yeah. telling, you telling a, a, a ghost story. Brilliant. You can have that. <laughs> <laughs> Has your neighbour ever come round and asked you for anything? Oh. Yes. Um, I <laughs> Your Wi-Fi Yes, he asked for my Wi-Fi code. <laughs> no. That's yeah. sort of what started all this. And my neighbour comes round to borrow our printer. <laughs> she hasn't got a printer and she just pops round for the printer. Cheeky, isn't it? Wow. That's, that's quite cheeky. We went for a that's meal like, with her the like other old, day. old-fashioned when people used to share televisions. Yeah, we went for a meal with her the other day. and she Did, did she come round for the coronation <laughs> as well? <laughs> to print out. She actually said to me and my wife, I, I like it when I come to yours, but I really think you should change your brand of tea bags to the brand I use. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, so why don't you photocopy some on our <laughs> photocopier? So, wow. uh, you know, I agree. The uh, the world well world of uh, neighbours doing each other favours is not it's not over. It's still happening, isn't it? You lend out your Wi-Fi to all and sundry. Yeah, but I did that when I did that. I I thought, well, yeah, you know, is it no biggie. fair enough? And then I got I came on this show, Holly, and talked about it, uh-huh. and they frightened me to death. They said he would hack. My <laughs> yeah, you can. You can hack everything. Oh, yeah. now you're doing it. Yeah, he's probably on your uh, Wi-Fi right now, streaming. <laughs> he's probably yeah. streaming. Yeah, he is. Well, you know, he had got a heavy car. Oh, well, God, not even <laughs> worth doing. Not even, not even worth doing. Also, I can, if I was going to have a prawn cocktail, I, 
I, I don't know if I'd miss the lettuce, would you? It's not one of the... I do love a prawn cocktail. But it's, I it's, love a prawn cocktail. But it's just for cradling, isn't it, the, let- yeah, the they, lettuce? Yeah, it's actually those... The, the iceberg creates a sort of bowl mm. in That's itself. All. Yeah, exactly. It, you don't need it. You could no. eat it out of... I've eaten prawn cocktail out of a baseball mitt. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfectly... Perfectly fine. You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. Uh, we've uh, we've actually received an email about neighbours. Uh, Hi, Frank and team. Our old neighbours knocked on the door one Christmas asking for gravy granules. Of course we obliged, but thought it rather strange. Since then, every time we sing happy birthday to a family, family member, we shout out right at the end, gravy, gravy, granules, <laughs> as loud as possible in the echoing conservatory to show our middle-class disgruntledness subtly to our neighbours. We've since moved. <laughs> We've since moved, but still retain this tradition. Kind regards, Sophie. I, I'm not sure I'm so I follow confused. that. Why are they shouting at a happy birthday instead of at Christmas? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that, that's the only time also, they, they, they gather together now as a family. Are they showing off that they don't use gravy granules? Are they, oh, s- are they, snobby? No. Are they being snobby to their neighbours? No, they're showing off that they've got... They don't need to show off about gravy granules. They've got an echoey conservatory. And I know, they had the gravy granules. They had them to lend, so I don't think they're gravy snobs. Yeah. But what does our middle-class disgruntledness mean? That they didn't say face-to-face. Why do you want gravy granules off me? That kind of thing. <laughs> That's the sort of... Isn't that what they're trying to convey? Yeah, I'd be happy. I'd always share um, GGs on a Christmas Me too. Day. GGs. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a very bonding thing coming round for that. It is bonding. I think that's... With gravy. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bista. Nice. Um, do you think the people that borrowed it were thinking, ah, oh, it's all gravy this, isn't it? It's all gravy. I'm not familiar with the phrase, it's all gravy. That's I'm what s- people say. Do they? What does it mean? Say right? it's all gravy when something's nice. When like, things are sweet, they're all they? gravy. It's all gravy. I've never heard that before. I say really? it quite often. And you, that's just been sent a whole box of meat, and you've never heard the phrase "it's all gravy." Yeah. Of anyone, of anyone in the whole room. I think I showed them my box of meat and said, "How do you like them apples?" <laughs> <laughs> Confused everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Fruity. So um, we were oh, talking. Yeah, I tell you what, this is. We, we had a. Th- we were talking about who should get the Top Gear job. Yes. And what about this for a bit of a what I'm going to call a left field mm-hmm. suggestion? There was a woman in. Um, where was it? Stockport. It was in Stockport. Remember this? In yes. the, I think it was which in is the, Greater Manchester for yeah. the uh, this, geography this, uninitiated. Uh, and last week she lost her car. She parked her car. Yeah. And then couldn't remember where she'd parked it. Mm-hmm. And she pulled out uh, what they used to call an all-person's bulletin. Yeah, <laughs> an APB. APB. Yeah, nice. Yeah, but but you can do that on the social networks. Oh, can't you? absolutely. She'd driven all the way to Southampton for a job interview from Southampton to Stockport, which wow. is a chunk of a journey. Yeah, and she'd been running a bit late and panicked and parked, and then came out and couldn't find her car, so was a bit worried and distressed. So she did the APB on the old uh, on the Twitter, and it worked. And it worked, yeah. Now, wouldn't she, did she be think great? She, did she think it had been stolen? Uh, no, I think she just knew that she couldn't find it. But on Top Gear, you'd have first be a, a woman, which I think would be a, a, a healthy addition to the, to the team. Get a woman next and then or someone who's so on carry that mm-hmm. they park their car and don't remember where they put it. Yeah. I think it'd be a really nice balance. Yeah. That would be good. It's a good shout, Frank. It's a good shout. Thanks very much. What about this one? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's 
primal, <laughs> primal scream. It was more staccato. <laughs> But I still like... I'd like to come back to this woman because I'm slightly fascinated by her dilemma. Absolute, absolute, absolute. radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. How long was it missing the car? Um, I don't know, I think like a few hours or something. Well, maybe a bit more. Let's have a look. She said... Three in, hours. It was three hours. She said in the interview, and I like this, in future I, I will take a... more. In future, I will take a picture of where I am parked and write the name of the street down. Good thinking. That is good thinking. <laughs> I do that sometimes. And in fact, some big, like you know, the big multi-story car parks. I'll sometimes take a photograph of the level and the yeah, I do that. The number, yeah. Also, in hotels, I take a photo of the hotel number I've of the that. room because I won't remember. I've done that. It's good. Good I've system. I've never done that. It's a good system. I yeah. like the fact that she she lost her car, but it was a Seat Ibiza. Like it's a, it's a place name. It's a party car. It's, it's funny, isn't it? Like, <laughs> do you think there was someone in Ibiza driving a Ford Stockport at the same time? No, I don't. I want to know that doesn't exist. <laughs> if there was any, if she left anything on the passenger seat, <laughs> why can you get into a seat and then sit in the driver's seat? Something wrong there. You need a bit of regularity of pronunciation, yeah. don't you? Yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> What's happened like to Sean, the world? Sean Bean. Yeah, yeah exactly. Another example of that. Yeah. And, uh, and sure. your, your bet noir, the creme egg, Cadbury's yeah. creme egg. <laughs> creme egg. Scandalous. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it could never happen to me, I think, the lost car thing, because parking for me is such an ordeal and such an achievement. I find it so hard. Really? Yeah. That it'd be like Jessica Ennis forgetting <laughs> where she won gold. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm so, when I've parked, I, I'm usually doing like a... 94 point turn to get into the thing but when I'm I'm so <laughs> I mean I'm so aware of my environment <laughs> have you ever um, taken a photo of some brilliant parking because I parked my car so well the other day that I photographed it for oh, my, just to good. look back and reminisce about a great piece of parking that's lovely I, I, I parallel so parked good. in a fairly small gap on my street with my mum and wife in the car and <sighs> nailed it first time wow. it was such a, I honestly think my mum might have been thinking this is the greatest of achievement of his life <laughs> yeah it was well, so it, good yeah. oh god to do I it never did that incredible so good that's um, the equivalent of James Corden flying out his parents to watch his first <laughs> night on <laughs> the Late Late Show. I don't want to change that? the yeah. subject to make it all Brilliant. about me, but we've just had an email in that I cannot ignore, even though it's the last link of the day. Had a dream last night that the cockerel took his shirt off in Tesco and was asking shocking bystanders to admire his abs. All very odd. <laughs> that is the That's a weird sort of coincidence, stuff. because he actually did that before the show. <laughs> <laughs> he says well, yeah, he's got a lot stronger. Macho con- what do you say? Done, That's the sort of email we should have in the first hour. <laughs> say you've done jujitsu four times this week. Well, that's yeah. yeah. That's how you and say that his it. strength. He said, "Since I last saw you, my strength has improved." He did, yeah. yeah. I have got a lot stronger. <laughs> would I ever say that to anyone? Well, first it would be a lie. I haven't said that I've got strong. I've said that I've got stronger. I've moved on from where I was. Yeah, but you yeah. were saying that, and I was saying to Holly, "Have, have, have you noticed anything different about my dewlap?" He <laughs> 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 said, "Update me on your wattle." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should send out wattle updates. <laughs> like, like a Christmas round robin. Yeah. <laughs> This year, Wattle has made it to the... Christmas would be perfect. It'd be a picture of me next to a turkey. <laughs> That's so ideal. Holly, thank you very much Thanks for, for joining me. us today. It's always a joy to be in your company. It was great being with you as well, Cockrell, but, you know... Thank you. Let's face it, familiarity breeds contempt. <laughs> I've noticed. Um, 
But thank you all for listening, and we'll be back again this time next week if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise. Now, get out. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio.